11 o'clock here in the city. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. It is always brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Brandon, good morning. How you doing today? I'm a little downtrodden, Connor. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, Tell the, me about the, it. Oh, please. Uh, the, the Blue Jays... They were the same Blue Jays we've seen all year long. Inconsistent bats, inability to uh, score guys when they get on the bases. Um, and, you know, the only real uh, discrepancy was Kyle Gosman not looking like the same guy we've seen uh, almost the entirety of the past two years. The, once he finally started to kind of look like he was getting things going, that's when they decided to pull him, you know, no time to waste in a short series like this. You and I were talking about it uh, just outside the studios yesterday after we were done the show about how they're going to kind of deploy the pitching staff. And they they went uh, went through all the paces, used a lot of bodies, uh, a lot of arms. They pitched well to keep them in the game, but yeah, offense just couldn't get going. So disappointing, but I'm confident for a, a win in game two here this afternoon to force game three tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I... I it, it's kind of same old Blue Jays, like you said. I, I guess if you had told me, you know, they held the Twins to three runs with the bats that the Jays do have, you think, well, most times they get the win, but they could not uh, muster up any offense. Uh, Bo Bichette's base running will confuse me for a while. Uh, I, I think you guys, it was Zach Lang, and he, you know, that kind of asked him yesterday from uh, Oilers Nation and the Nation Network about like what's the key, and it was very simple. It was like we, they got to get guys in. They can't leave runners stranded, and what did they do? It was they, they left runners stranded yesterday, and yeah, now it's on Barrios to try to get them back into it, maybe strike a little revenge on his old team. That gets going around 2.36. Is that the time they have, 2.38? 2.38 is the official first pitch designation, I think, which is <laughs> really weird. Every other one is 108, 608, and then the, the half-hour mark. But yeah, weird. And you see that in hockey games too. Like sk- Puck drop is scheduled for maybe 7.10. Yeah. Usually that means the puck won't actually drop till about 7.30, which is frustrating for uh, those of us that have very early starts in the morning sometimes, uh, waiting on those puck drops. But what are you going to do? They, they got to go through their pregame stuff and thank everybody and do their promotions, yada, yada, yada. The Yeah, that's that's a bit of a sensitive topic for us here in sports radio. Not I mean, not the biggest deal, but just if, if it's going to start at 7.40, just say 7.40. I remember last year there was a ceremony and NHL.com, the Oilers website, it all said, I think, 7.05, whatever it is. And the word from the rink was like, no, it's going to be like 7.50. <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, just tell us. I think that, you know, be transparent. That's all we want. Very simple solution, but, well, that probably will just be something we complain about throughout the entirety of the season. Uh, the text line, if you want to get a hold of the show, one 401 You can also get us on the old email, Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Still waiting for that first email. I thought somebody might just send me like a gentle hello, but I still haven't got that one yet. So if you want to, feel free. Uh, also, you can get us on social media, Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D seventeen twenty seven at Fantasy Frenzy AM and at Sports fourteen forty today on this show we are going to be talking to Pete Jensen of NHL Fantasy and the NHL Network. We are getting closer. I've started to look into it. We will have a Fantasy Frenzy NHL pool. When I can provide the information, I will. It'll be it'll be coming soon. We want to make it somewhat of a charitable thing, so there there will be a fee for this one. 
for the NHL sur- or NFL survivor pool. We didn't charge anything. That ended up, I had to go pay for that one. That was my bad. I didn't read the rules. So we kept that one afloat. But this one, uh, there will be an entry fee, and we'll make it very simple, probably e-transfer. That way people can just send it uh, to Brandon or I, and then we'll make sure that gets to a uh, charity in town here. And we'll maybe put a little bit of it towards the prize. And I think we'll have some fun prizes coming up. Maybe we can mix in one of these new Sports 1440 lids we got. We were uh, we were talking about it with uh, Kevin and Schlemko this morning. They're they're hot. There's people texting in saying, "Where do I get one? How do I get one?" I said, "You know, listen, listen uh, closely. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some to uh, give away at some of our public appearances we got coming up. The Jason Greger Pizza Pig Out, Kevin Carrius at the Century Casino for the home opener. You and I we're rotating around every week at different Canadian brew houses. So." Just uh, keep your eyes peeled, be where we are, and you never know, maybe you can get your hands on one. Man, they're sharp. I'm looking, you're wearing the white one right now. Yeah. So crisp. It pops with the black background. If I was on camera, you guys would be blown away right now. Uh, but you know what? It is going to get dirty. That is a major concern. That was the first thing my wife said to me. Like, you know, you're going to get that dirty. And I said, I'm going to try not to. Like, I'm not going to drop it. I'm going to make sure I wash my hands when I put it on and take it off, make sure the Grammy mitts don't ruin this one. And you talked about it there. Uh, the Jason Greger Pizza Pig Out presented by Swift. That's going to be happening next Wednesday down at the Rogers Place Molson Hockey House. Uh, if you want to get your tickets, you can check out kidsportcanada.ca. Once that one wraps up, we're going to cross the street, head over to the Ice House, watch the Oilers season opener. Should be a lot of fun, great meals, and uh, raising money for a fantastic cause. And like you said, that could be a spot to get your hat. Uh, you can also join Kevin Carius. Now, he's going to be uh, Saturday, October 14th at the Century Casino Sports Bar. That's a nice little Saturday night to go watch uh, the Oilers in action. You can check out sports1440.ca for more info. And there's going to be prizes there, not just hats, but you could potentially win an Edmonton Zamboni cooler, which is very cool as well. Uh, jumping into the text <laughs> text box, uh, Team Dean, were you guys having issues reading text today? Read text hard? Who teaches you how to spoke? Was there some issues going on this morning? I mean, I haven't read any text yet, so I couldn't have butchered anything quite yet, unless that's a, a throwback to prior. Yeah, not necessarily problems, but it just came up in conversation about sometimes these uh, the messages they come across. And, you know, I, we understand people are kind of maybe sending them on the go. They better not be sending them while they're driving, but even just on the go. And they don't necessarily give it a thorough reread before sending it. So sometimes uh, we have to do some deciphering from the listener's text to, dis- to determine what actually they were trying to say. So that just got uh, kind of band- bandied around a little bit. And um, Imitation Tom said sometimes it's our fault for how we, we don't read them properly, even if he doesn't type them wrong. And he admitted sometimes he types them wrong. So, yeah, it was a, a, a brief topic of conversation this morning. Hey, I have certainly been there before. Uh, sometimes you just get, you try and put it together. And sometimes you just kind of have to adapt and hope for uh, it to be correct and get through it. Well, keep those texts coming in though. 1-833-401-1440. Brandon, I want to throw some some names your way here this week in the NFL. And we're going to get to the NHL. So send those questions in. Pete Jensen joining us in about 12 minutes time. I was just looking at some of the matchups here in the NFL and guys who you might be able to look, you know, say you have Justin Herbert. He's on a bye this week. So, you know, you can't go with him. Based off matchups and... I mean, Joe Burrow could potentially have a bounce back. He's in Arizona. We're not going to blame weather. It's going to be nice. But I was looking at Sam Howell taking on the Chicago Bears, a team that, you know, did spend some money, kind of revamped their linebacking core, hoping for better things. It's not going well. 
But this team kind of leaks points. Now, it's going to be in Washington, so you'll have the home crowd on your side. He's got some nice weapons, not only in the backfield, but as the receivers as well, Dahan Dotson, uh, Scary Terry. What do you think about Sam Howell this week is kind of a sneaky play? I, I like it a lot. I actually, I'm, I was just trying to open up my own fantasy app to see if my waiver claim was successful or not because I uh, I got two quarterbacks on bye in one league. And then the other one, my uh, second quarterback in my super flex is Kenny Pickett, who is uh, battling injury, not sure if he's going to play necessarily yet. And also, even if he does play, he hasn't been very good this year. So I'm looking outside uh, for some more options. And I love Sam Howell. Um, in this particular instance maybe not as a franchise qb per se but the bears have been so bad we saw them blow the lead on sunday their defense stinks their offense can't get out of their own way the chase claypool nonsense uh dragging them through the mud in the media even more so i i really like sam howell and hold on let's see i was successful in my bid for <laughs> sam howell so i will be starting him tonight or sorry tomorrow night for thursday night football now I mean, I, I think that, that I, we didn't plan that, so that kind of worked out good. Uh, here's another one for you. And this this one, I would never would have thought I would say this, but coming off a pretty good game against Kansas City, Zach Wilson and the Jets taking on the Chiefs. A game where Zach Wilson statistically outplayed Patrick Mahomes in primetime with Taylor Swift in, the, uh, in attendance and Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Blake Lively. A lot of celebrities were there. Not as cool when Mario Lopez goes to Chargers games, but that's that's neither here a nor there. Second. A close, a close second. second. Robin Brownlee walking by the glass. I think he's coming the, to get a hat, actually. The Rube coming <laughs> to get himself a new lid. I think he's got I think that he, he tweeted at me, I need one. I said, come by. And then he's actually right here. I think he was on the way. I think he knew. Um, but yeah, Zach Wilson. I don't know if he can do it again. I mean... He, he, there's some risk there, but the Denver Broncos secondary, I don't need to tell you. They, they've been a little leaky as a whole, and they just released Randy Gregory as well, edge rusher. Yeah, that, that news just came across pretty much right before I did my last uh, update at the top of the hour, so I didn't quite get it in because I wanted to have all the, all the information and not just rattle off a headline. But um, yeah, the Broncos defenses, which going in, we didn't think would be the problem with this team. They were very stout last year, but they, uh, they're suspect to say the least. I wouldn't be starting Zach Wilson. I mean, barring an emergency type situation where, like me, where both of my quarterbacks um, in a one one QB league or on bye or what whatever the case, like injury, uh, bye week starting, unless it's an emergency and that is the only option of an actual starting quarterback you have, the only other options are backups. Otherwise, I think there's got to be better options out there. I, I, I think I prefer Josh Dobbs <laughs> over Zach Wilson as a, as a like a outside the box QB for this weekend. Well, hey, I like Joshua Dobbs. The guy's a genius. Boy's um, wicked smart. <laughs> the Broncos, second in terms of passing yards against only the lowly L.A. Chargers more. Uh, but the Broncos secondary has allowed 13 touchdowns and has only two interceptions. So look into that, if you will. Uh, that might be a way to go. As much as we love Patrick Sertan, uh, they've only got to the quarterback eight times, like, Khalil Mack got to the quarterback six times last week. The Denver Broncos finding uh, it hard to get home. Uh, another team you might want to look at is whoever's going up against the Chicago Bears, like we talked about. Uh, they don't generate much pressure. They allow a lot of touchdowns. They don't get turnovers. So that might be one to look at as well. A text coming in here. I believe we... I, I, I don't want to mess it up, but I'm going with Hefe here. It's got to be Hefe. It's got to be Hefe. And even if it's not, sorry, that's just the way we're going to 
pronounce well, it here. Once again, we don't know how to read, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boys, do I start Jordan Love or Justin Fields? Been burned so many times by Fields. I'm not sure about the upside with him. Uh, Justin Fields this week. I don't think he's a terrible start. Uh, the matchup is interesting because if the commander's front four can wreak havoc on that Bears offensive line, then potentially you might have something there. But that might be when Justin Fields is at his best. When the pocket breaks down, he rolls out, runs for 20 yards, finds a guy downfield. Jordan Love, on the other hand, gets the Vegas Raiders. I saw that secondary last week. Man, Max Crosby is a beast. Like He, he can be a game wrecker, but if you can keep him protected from Mad Max, I think you got something there. So I don't know if there's a terrible option. There's, there's a lot of downside with Fields, but maybe higher upside. I think Jordan Love's the safer play. Yeah, this is this is a big risk, um, risky versus safe safe pick for me. And and like you said, Max Crosby's a problem, but outside of him on that Raiders defense, nothing sticks out as uh, you know scaring me. Whereas the the Commanders, on the other hand, that front is so good, and mm-hmm. it does scare me a lot. Justin Fields is coming off what was probably his best game as a pro, first time he's topped three hundred yards as a passer. Uh, but if he's going to have success against the Commanders D tomorrow night, it is going to be as a runner. And so, is there a ton of potential for upside? Yes. But we haven't seen much of that this year, even in the games where he wasn't throwing the ball well, which has been all of them, uh, minus this past weekend. Like, he, the designed runs aren't there for him in this offense. The rumors swirling around that this is basically last uh, last call for Matt Eberflus, who's a defensive guy, um, but it, he might be done as head coach. There's a lot on the line for the Bears, but I, I, I think I'd be going with the safe play for Jordan Love because even he, as the quote-unquote safer option, has had some big weeks uh, already so far. So uh, I think I'd be going with Jordan Love. And there was another text right at the top of the show that was, um, or sorry, that just came in, Joe Burrow or Jordan Love. I'm worried about Burrow right now. That one coming from Matt. What do you think about this one, Connor? Because we, we, I feel like every week we've been saying, yeah, Joe Burrow, he's right there. He's going to turn it around. This is the guy we know and love. What do you think about maybe Burrow compared to Jordan Love? Didn't we get this question on last Thursday as well? Might be the same guy. It could potentially be the same guy. Uh, you know what? Joe Burrow, like I, I kind of touched on it quickly there. The Cardinals this year, uh, they've only allowed five touchdowns through the air. They, they found a way to get to the quarterback. In terms of yardage, uh, they are a bottom 10 team. So, you know, they do give up yardage, but they they have found ways to make some plays. Jordan Love, you know, if Jordan Love plays a great game, I mean, I, th- I got to say Joe Burrow has the upside here. But he, he put up four points for me last week, and that stings. Like, I I really, I, he and Trevor Lawrence, and I don't know what to do. I might have to look to the waiver wire. Maybe I should go after Sam Howell after putting it out there. But I don't know. I think I think Joe Burrow gets one more chance. I think I got to go with Joe Burrow <laughs> in this one. One more chance. The, the Cardinals are a team that's just been playing so hard. They play and, hard, and yeah. Like, they're bad. They are a bad team with very little talent on that roster. But Well coached. Well coached, apparently. <laughs> and and John, Jonathan Gannon, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the coming over f- from his position as DC with the Eagles, who we know what they'd look like the past several seasons. This is his first gig as a, as a head coach. I'd be kind of... Uh, timid about starting Burrow going into that game, even though on paper it looks like a huge mismatch and he should be able to torch them. But man, like the Bengals just, they need to get something going. And we had another text uh, just come in, traded Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase in a keeper league. Like it. Does this mean you traded both of those players away? Because if so, I don't think I like that. I don't think I like that one bit. 
but the yeah, back to the point. Yeah, I, I'd still be sticking with uh, Jordan Love over Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow until until I see Burrow turn it around. I can't keep waiting yeah. and thinking he's going to turn it around. Once he turns it around, then I'll be back on his side. But for the time being, I'm anti Joe Burrow. Uh, Justin says AC Slater is second to no one. Yes, he'd love to go watch a game with Mario Lopez. The Chargers also had Rob Stark in the house last game. Uh, Richard Madden is the actor's name. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he got King of the North for a little bit, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, hey, gentlemen, Patty from the Brew House here. If you need anything for the prizing pool, I'm your guy. Well, Patty, you got an offer there. Hey, we might take you up on that. Uh, 69 cent wings at the old CVH tonight if you want to swing by. You got you to gotta be there. I, 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 I might pop by. We, we were talking wings earlier this week. I'm jonesing for them. I'm jonesing for some chicken wings. I'll probably go bone in since I'm not there in official capacity on my own time. I'm not worried about uh, looking like a gremlin as I'm chowing down a basket of wings. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Fort Sask Brewhouse has my name all over it tonight. boy, boy. Maybe I'll drop by the old uh, Windermere location. I was there Monday night packed house. I'll have to get there early to get in because it actually was bumping. Um, you know, Monday night's not always the craziest night of the week, but down, down in Windermere, they like to party. So, yeah, head to the CBH. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it a lot. They're sending two lucky winners to the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll be qualifying qualifiers. Uh, that makes sense. We'll qualify some qualifiers uh, Mondays, Thursdays, and they do it themselves on Sundays. Okay, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk some NHL fantasy with Pete Jensen. You are listening to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas with you here on the show talking all things fantasy sports. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. If you want to get in on the conversation with us, you can also get us on Twitter at Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D 1727 on the old emails. Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Uh, we've got a lot of text coming in here talking fantasy football. Um, clarification on the trade. He traded Jonathan Taylor for Jamar Chase in a keeper league. I mean, hey, for in terms of longevity and just knowing what you're going to get, I think Jamar Chase would be the guy you'd want. Jonathan Taylor, if he's on, it's fantastic. But, you know, are the Colts going to facilitate a trade? Are they going to keep him there you know is he gonna be kind of just wasted away we know what the year off did for Le'Veon Bell I know he's a little bit younger than Le'Veon Bell and uh you know the concerns might not be there for that but it is interesting I, I think you got the win if you got Jamar Chase in that one but keep those texts coming in to one 1440 right now we are going to get to our fantasy wizard Brought to you by the Canadian Brewers. You can join us at the CBH Monday, Thursday, and Sunday for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon, you're heading north tomorrow night? Correct, yeah. North location just off the Yellowhead, 97th Street. Uh, Very much looking forward to it. See my new acquisition, Sam Howell, in action. There you go. There you go. Uh, I recommend the Brewhouse Wrap. It was very good. They did a great job for me a couple weeks ago down at the north side CBH. Uh, our Wizard Day, we bring in Pete Jensen from NHL Fantasy. You can give him a follow on Twitter at NHL Jensen. Uh, Pete, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Hey, how's it going, guys? Going, going good. How are you doing? Time, so. 
Uh, this is prime fantasy draft time, so it's pretty busy <laughs> with all our projections and rankings updates and getting everything ready with our shows and everything. Uh, season preview episodes of NHL Fantasy on Ice are available. There's like about seven or eight of them. So, uh, yeah, have a day with it and prepare for your draft. Don't, get go, don't go into your draft without our cheat sheet on NHL.com. Well, uh, my co-host here, Brandon, he's actually in a draft right now. He's in the ninth round. He is the sixth pick. The good news is he's a four-hour window to make his selection, but I think he might come to you for some advice. Uh, first, though, I, I want to ask you, we had Nick Alberga on the show last Wednesday, and I know you guys had just completed your NHL fantasy draft. Uh, how did your team turn out? Because Nick was feeling pretty good about his squad. Yeah, Nick took, like, the best player available. Uh, didn't take that many reaches, but a lot of guys, a lot of really good players fell into his lap there. And that's a strategy, right? If you have people out there that are bold, uh, taking uh, Connor Bedard too early or taking Eric Carlson too early and, you know, coming off that trade, uh, going to Pittsburgh, share the ice on the power play with Chris Letang, like, that's where you start to get into the territory where you're taking risks. And um, you could always view our rankings or your own rankings, plug them into Yahoo Fantasy, and um, go off of that, best player available. That's never a bad uh, place to start uh, in a fantasy hockey draft. But, yeah, I like my team a lot. I think, um, you know, starting off with Jack Hughes in the first round, maybe a little bit of a reach, but I think his ceiling is uh, as high as anyone not named McDavid or Drysaddle in the league for then. I also really like Brady Kachuk. I took Brady over Matthew, and Brady is just such a beast in leagues that count face and leagues and uh, hits and and uh, shots on goal and and goals and stuff like that. Uh, prioritize goals over assists. I mean, he had Brady Kachuk the second most high danger shots on goal in the NHL this past year. I think we might see a even bigger explosion from him if. if Ottawa, you know, takes that next step and is a bona fide playoff team. Uh, Pete, I want to get your opinion on Andre Vasilevsky with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, last week we found out that he's going for the back surgery or had the back surgery. He'll miss two months. Uh, just thoughts on, you know, how that's going to affect him when he returns fantasy-wise. And in the meantime, any any kind of uh, players you can look at to kind of fill that void, you know, later on in the draft or maybe a potential sleeper? Yeah, so right now it's Jonas Johansson who's had a shaky track record but had a shutout in the preseason and did look pretty good that one year playing uh, behind an elite Colorado Avalanche team. So as long as Tampa Bay doesn't have, you know, any more injuries from the Vasilevsky, they might be able to weather the storm here and there. I probably wouldn't draft Jonas Johansson. I might pick him up off waivers if you're able to dash Vasilevsky and create a roster spot, but it really depends how deep your league is. I mean, if you're venturing into a, in a deep league, like a third string goalie with upside, like take a look at uh, Yaroslav Askarov for the Nationals. He's currently behind UC Soros in the pecking order. I think he's right there with Kevin Lankinen to be the backup at some point this season and could put up really good numbers. Uh, but if you want a guy who's going to be playing more, I would go for uh, Carol Vamelka, Arizona Coyotes. He's shown good when the team was bad the past couple of years. And I really do believe that they're going to surprise people this year and be kind of like a uh, sweeper out there in the desert. Um, diamond in the rough, you could say. Carol Vamelka played like 50 games last year and 
if he gives them like a nine ten save percentage or better with that volume of starts, like you could look at him being one of the biggest steals in fantasy drafts. And another third stringer is uh, Piotr Kachetkov for Carolina, but he's probably already scooped up in most leagues. Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 with Hallie and Douglas. Pete Jensen from NHL Fantasy and the NHL Network is our guest. Pete, uh, like Connor mentioned off the top, I am in the middle of a uh, long draft right now, Keeper League. I'm on the clock as we speak, and a couple names. I'll just throw them out to you and kind of see what you think. You mentioned goaltending being a big thing. A couple names like uh, Elvis Merlikens, Philip Grubauer still on the board for me. What do you think about those compared to maybe some uh, higher-profile scores? Carter Verhage, Jeff Skinner, Jared McCann. Um, here we are in the middle of the ninth round of this draft. I mean, that's good. Verhage off a of 40-plus goal season where he led Florida, and he's shown the ability to produce at a high level, whether or not Barkov is healthy or injured. Um, you know, played sometime with Matthew last year, sometime on a separate line. It hasn't mattered. I mean, that guy has been as consistent and self-sustainable as possible, uh, given that he was like a couple of years ago, nobody even know who, nobody even knew who he was. So yeah, I'm big on Verhage. I also think that, you know, Seattle take a step back. Their depth is relatively unmatched in terms of how they roll four strong lines. So like that all funnels back to Philip Grubauer, who has a real chance uh, if he stays healthy to, get 30 plus wins in his sleep with that Seattle team uh, being so strong and deep. There you go. That is a uh, Pete Jensen of F- NHL fantasy. Uh, we're going to get him on another line here, actually get him on the hard line. Uh, that way uh, come through a little bit clear. I know he's a little bit choppy, so uh, we'll get that Pete Jensen presented by the Canadian Brewers. You can join the CBH Monday, Thursday and Sunday for your chance to win awesome game day prizes. Eat some great food, have some great drinks, and a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also, uh, on Thursday nights, qualifying people for a trip to this home opener of their choice in the 2024 season. Also, uh, when someone is given that trip to the Super Bowl, even if you don't win, you could walk away with a 70-inch big screen TV. So uh, that would be great as well. That's going to go down on the AFC and NFC championship games weekend. So uh, you'd have a nice new TV for the Super Bowl. Check out the Canadian brew house. Uh, we are going to get uh, Pete Jensen back on here in a minute. Uh, just a question that came in here. We'll let me do a little NFL while we wait. Uh, would you guys start Calvin Ridley or Terry McLaurin? Uh, both, both good options. I think when you look at the grand scheme of things, both probably like 20 top 20 receivers uh, for fantasy this week. Uh, I think you just have to look at matchups when it comes to that one. Terry McLaurin will be going up against the Chicago Bears, so I think there is some potential with that one. Um, Sam Howell, quarterback, we're saying could be a sneaky good pick, so that could be that could be okay. Uh, we could also look at Calvin Ridley. He's going up against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, tough matchup, but Tredavious White not going to be playing. Calvin Ridley does have Trevor Lawrence, so I, I think... Me personally, a game where you're going to need a lot of points. I think I might lean Calvin Ridley, uh, but Terry McLaurin would be a good option as well. I think we have Pete back here. Pete, thanks for coming back on. Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) Glad to have you. That's a little bit more clear. Uh, Appreciate you providing that number so we can get a hold of you. Um, You you talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, the reaches in an NHL fantasy draft, and obviously it always happens. Uh, People always trying to find the next big thing. Who do you think, you know, maybe in in a deeper draft, late round, big time sleepers? Is there anyone that stands out to you this year? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of, like, rookies this year. There's Matthew Nyes, Toronto Maple Leafs, has a chance to play with Austin Matthews. There's uh, Coronado for the Flames, uh, who's playing in the top six right near right now. Um, you know, J.J. Paterka for the Buffalo Sabres, and even Zach Benson is up top right now with uh, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner and on power play one. So, you know, some of these rookies are really uh, making some noise, not named Bedard, Devin Levi, Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli, Luke Hughes. I mean, those are the obvious top five to me. But even deeper than that, you can get a lot of value. Uh, even Logan Stankoven, I feel like, is going to really surprise this year if he makes the team in Dallas and work his way up in the lineup, uh, maybe from a third liner to start to a second or first by the end of the year. He's got serious upside only two players, I think, last year in the WHO. WHL had uh, two points per game on average, Connor Bedard and Logan Stankoven. So um, keep an eye on that. There's a lot of good rookie options, including Askarov from Nashville, who I just mentioned earlier. And he is like kind of one of those third stringers that could become, you never know, the 1A or uh, timeshare guy by the end of the season. Pete Jensen joining us on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Pete, you're talking about some big rookie names. Last year's Calder winner, Matty Beneers, a part of this upstart Seattle team that uh, saw careers from a lot of guys. Vince Dunn, uh, Jared McCann, who I'd briefly mentioned before as well. Do you see guys uh, like McCann and Dunn replicating their success? And just how high of a ceiling do you think Matty Beneers has? Yeah, I think Beneers definitely has a higher ceiling than what we saw last year. Um, will be interesting to see who he plays with. If it is McCann, remember when McCann got injured in the playoffs, it was Ty Cartier that burst on the scene completely out of nowhere. So we'll see if he has, you know, staying power, if that was just a flash in the pan. Jared McCann, high shooting percentage. Maybe it comes down a little bit, but I would say Vince Dunn as the top-ranked Seattle Kraken player definitely has staying power. I've liked that guy through the years a lot. Last year was the first year that he really got an extended first power play look in his career, and the results were obvious. He was like a top 15 fantasy defenseman and one of the breakout players at the position last year. So, yeah, I think it says a lot that on such a deep, loaded team that Don is ranked the highest as a defenseman. So wouldn't be surprised if he even took it a step further uh, this season. Pete Jensen joining us. Uh, this one coming in from a texter, Pete, uh, down from my neck of the woods, Delburn AB, uh, asking about Leo Carlson compared to Adam Fantilli if they both make their teams out of training camp. I know it's not looking quite as likely for Carlson per se, but uh, assuming they're on even footing off the hop, which of those two do you think have the higher, up, higher upside as a first-year player? I would say maybe down the line it'll be a little different if Anaheim takes steps forward, but I would say pretty uh convincingly that it's Fantilli because he's been playing with Patrick Laine in the preseason seems to be revitalizing that elite goal scorer Patrick Laine which is exciting especially if Johnny Gaudreau is going to be on a different line Columbus could be much improved this year I know they've had a couple of coaching changes here this offseason but um, the lineup is excellent Uh, if they're healthy they have four fantasy-relevant defensemen, I think. Uh, Not sure what the usage is going to be exactly, but, I mean, that defense was no man's land last year because Wierenski was injured and other guys too, Boquist. Now they added Provorov. They added Damon Severson. They have the prospect Juracek. 
The goaltending's still a little suspect. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say Columbus is going to make the playoffs, but I really like what Fantilli brings to a position of need, which has been the center position for many years now in Columbus. Boone Jenner is a better number two center in my eyes long-term than number one center, and I think that role is definitely carved out for Fantilli now and moving forward. Pete, really thanks you uh, for coming on the show today. I got one last one for me. Um, you touched on the goaltending situation in Nashville, but up front, they're bringing in a lot of new faces, big names out the door, and Duchesne and Johansson. Guys like Ryan O'Reilly, who have had a great career but kind of look like they're on the back half now or back nine, what what do you think he's capable of uh, in his new team from a fan- fantasy perspective down in Nashville? Yeah, it's um, a bit middle of the road in terms of where he's going in drafts, and I don't blame people for that. But if there is a healthy Philip Forsberg, if there is, you know, Roman Yossi producing at the clip he did two years ago when he was near 100-point player on the blue line, I mean, there's no reason Ryan Johan. I mean, there's no reason Ryan O'Reilly can't exceed expectations and go from maybe like top 150 overall in terms of his ABP to inside the top 100. I think he was productive last year with good line mates when he was with the Maple Leafs. And I also think, like, Nashville has some decent, sneaky young players as well. They have Luke Evangelista. They have um, Tommy Novak was, like, close to a point per game last year in 50-plus games played, which is a difficult thing to do when your team isn't uh, very successful. Like, Nashville obviously has been taking a – step back in recent years so you know Tommy Novak's a deep sleeper as well so uh, if they have that one-two punch they could take people by surprise I'm not picking Nashville to make the playoffs but uh, if their stars stay healthy they'll probably hang around for that second wild card spot in the west Pete thank you so much for doing this today we really appreciate it and uh, we'll get you on later on in the season to to maybe give us some daily fantasy advice as well yeah absolutely anytime and yeah check out the NHL fantasy on ice draft on youtube you could find uh, the results on nhl.com slash fantasy and yeah the season preview episodes of nhl fantasy on ice podcast are probably the best way to uh whether you agree with us or not the best way to uh digest everything and prepare for your draft day and all our rankings projections and everything are on nhl.com slash fantasy thanks so much for having me there it is. That is Pete Jensen. Like he says, NHL.com slash fantasy. Great stuff there. Projections, all sorts of content coming out. Uh, part of NHL Fantasy and the NHL Network on Twitter. I think that's the best way to follow him. Or X, whatever you want to call it. At NHL Jensen. Uh, he was our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll jump back into the inbox at 1-833-401-1440. Talk a little NFL, maybe some NHL as well. We'll ask Brandon if his Ducks made the wrong pick to going with, well, Carlson over Fantilli. That was, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for after the break. I, I saw a little reaction from him, so we'll talk to Brandon and let's get his thoughts on that one very quickly. You are listening to Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. We're back here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Check them out, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Uh, we got some good jersey sightings here in the mall. We've got this big window 
massive window. I saw them combine cleaning it today. It was nice. And uh, saw Jerome McGinla down in the Lego store. Kind of a retro Iggy. Uh, hard to hate that jersey. I mean, you hate the logo on the front, but the name on the back, pretty likable guy in Jerome McGinla at this point. Not during his career. I think he was probably pretty well hated. But but now, but now, I think we like Jerome McGinla. Uh, Red Deer Rebels guy walks around quite a bit. I don't know if you've seen him. Uh, yeah, he was by this morning. I think. Oh, really? Okay. I, if I, well, the days, I'll be honest, some of them blend together, especially that first hour of the morning show. Uh, maybe I've seen him on Monday, or maybe I've seen him both days. I It could very well be any one of those options. Yeah, a lot. I mean, hey, there, there's lots of mall walkers going on, uh, some good jerseys. Uh, I wonder, perchance, someone's up from Calgary or Red Deer maybe to watch the game tonight, you know, wearing their Iggy jersey, representing. You got to check out the mall if you're not from the city and you're in the city, right? I feel like that's kind of a must-do. UN says, hey, Hallie, was wondering what position I should prioritize when drafting or if talent is more important. Now, I don't know how you like to approach this, Brandon, in hockey. When it comes to football, I mean... It's kind of a situational situation. As Pat McAfee says, situations are situational. It's like, okay, if a really good receiver is there and a really good running back's there, well, who's who's going to put up more points on a consistent basis? Once I fill up, say, the receiver position and there's, you know, a good receiver versus a good running back, I got to go running back because I got to spread it out. What's your approach when it comes to NHL drafts? It's a similar approach. It changes with circumstance. And like you said, the situation you're in, the, the biggest thing, and we've said this before, um, when we've had our hockey guests on, like the most important thing is knowing your scoring system because in certain systems, like if it's uh, maybe somebody inexperienced setting it up or trying to pull a fast one over your eyes or wool over your eyes, pull a fast one past you, um, they, they might have it set up that certain players or certain positions have way more opportunity to score more points than others. For example, this one league that uh, I was, I've been in for the past couple of years just did the draft yesterday afternoon from right here in the the studios after we wrapped up the show um goaltenders in my opinion are overvalued in that league shutouts are worth a lot wins are worth a lot compared to say goals and assists so i prioritize and drafted three really good goalies way earlier than i would in other drafts because i think they're more valuable so that's the biggest way for me in, in determining if it's pretty standard and it's more across the board. I, I, there's nothing wrong with best player available approach. You you want to think about line possible line mates, the quality of their team, et cetera, et cetera. You get blue in the face talking about all these uh, different variables that are out of your control. But yeah, I, I think um, drafting for position is is certainly relevant in hockey. Like maybe your league has a uh, an extra points for face-off wins. Well, drafting way too many defensemen early won't serve you then because defensemen can't get fa- or won't get any face-off points. But same thing goes for maybe hits or blocks. It, once again, I could go on and on. But it, it's <laughs> it's very much dependent on your league scoring system about how I would approach uh, positional drafting over best player available. Uh, question here, and it's uh, kind of a, a common one, I think, for a lot of people. Joe Burrow uh, about the injury. Uh, versus Jared Goff, no name on this one, uh, but just asking: Should he bench Burrow until the injury improves? We gotta, we gotta figure out what that injury is. It was the calf in training camp, and you know, I'm not a doctor, not even gonna pretend to be one. Don't know how much that impacts Joe Burrow. Could it be more? Could it be the offensive line? Uh, Jared Goff this week gets the Carolina Panthers, who have been okay defensively just trying to look it up here as i scroll through in terms of yardage they're top 10 they're six in terms of yardage 
They've only given up six touchdowns. Sorry, four touchdowns through the air. They have four interceptions. So the Carolina Panthers defense has been a little bit stingy, but with the Detroit Lions, you do get Jamison Williams back who can stretch the field. That's going to open up so much for Jared Goff, just the threat of what he can do. We didn't get much of it last year. Like we saw it in glimpses. And if you remember him from his time at Alabama, an absolute burner, that's a good one. I mean, I think Jared Goff will probably find a way to to put up a couple TDs and he's been very good in you know, the last year and a half, well, last half, last year maybe uh, with uh, being secure with the football. So maybe, you know, Joe Burrow could go off for a Joe Burrow four touchdown game, but geez, we've said that a lot this year. Maybe Jared Goff is the safe pick here. I'll retread what I said earlier. We were comparing the Burrow option to um, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan yeah. Love. Like until I see Burrow look like he's 100% and back to the one we know. And, and Jared Goff has been so good this year. I, I think it's an easy choice. Uh, like Goff's fantasy numbers certainly didn't pop off the page uh, last Thursday, but against Green Bay. But like he's still, he's got a much better track record through four games than Joe Burrow does this year. And like I said, he's just adding to his arsenal at this point. And Burrow's still hampered by that leg injury or, or whatever it is at this point. So for me, it's an easy one. Um, Goff over Burrow for the time being, at least until we see some improvement from the Cincinnati offense. Make sure you get your names in so we can, uh, well, for us, selfishly, it's easier to track when your name's in there, but also we'd like to give you some credit. Uh, no name on this one comes in from Alberta, though. I can tell you that. If CJ Stroud is available across other people's leagues, he is a must-add. Yeah, I mean, there's no debating that. Uh, I, you think? I, I said if if he's available in your league, you're not in a very good league because no one's really taking notice of him. Uh, he's He's been great. I mean, you watch every Texans game. Like, what? I'm trying to think the knock on him was, well, he's from Ohio State. He doesn't have the receivers that he had in college. Can he read a defense? Uh, because, you know, he, he apparently did low on the the test. Uh, I mean, he, he went to, to college to play football. <laughs> Let's not deny it. He's a top prospect uh, throughout his entire career. Brandon, what has been maybe the, the thing that surprised you about C.J. Stroud? Is it just the maturity as a rookie? It's been the decision-making. He's yet to throw an interception, uh, joining a pretty elite list of company to uh, throw for over 1,200 yards and and no interceptions through his first, what, four games here. Yeah, he's just been making good decisions with the ball. He is mobile on his feet, so he can get himself out of trouble a little bit. Hasn't um, taken anything too substantial in terms of big shots like we've seen other guys like Anthony Richardson uh, lay yourself out there for. He's just impressed me top to bottom. And I know it's not going to last in terms of results for the Texans. At least I certainly don't think it will. I'd be shocked. This is a team that has won like a handful of games over the past two seasons. They're looking better. Things are looking up. D'Amico Ryan seems to have things in order. But I think C.J. Stroud is still going to be a must start because he has good weapons. Damian Pierce, great running back. Chemistry with Tank Dell. Nico Collins is legit. Started to get things going with uh, Dalton Schultz last week too. Um, Yeah, to answer this texter, He's a must-add. I, I would certainly think so. Good. Uh, uh, there's, there's no name on this one. I might just save the contact as Captain Obvious. Declan uh, is in the building. He announced his presence when he walked in, dropping something. Uh, everything is okay uh, to the bosses. We didn't break anything. Dealey stands says, Stafford or Fields this weekend? It's funny. We're not getting questions about Mahomes this weekend. Hey, Everyone seems to be pretty good with him. Uh, but we've seen Jordan Love, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields pop up quite a bit. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the potential of Cooper Cup returning in this one. Um, 
Tough Eagles D. Tough Eagles defense in L.A. Uh, I I think I lean Fields. I don't, Stafford's a vet though. I mean, he he finds his guys. He's you know he's a pro's pro. He's pretty and he's tough as nails. Like the Eagles might beat him up, but he'll still stick in there and, and yeah. like he'll stand in the pocket and throw the ball. That's what he does. To, once again, I I hate saying it because I feel like I'm dogging on these guys, whether it be Burrow or Fields. But like they have not been good this year. They've been bad. Fields showed a little bit more this past Sunday, but I'm the Commanders' defense is is stout and good, and I like them a lot. I'm going Stafford once again. Yeah, I mean, if if Cooper Cup does return too, I mean, we'll see. Who needs him? You have Puka Nakua. You need both. You need <laughs> <laughs> you need both because I have Cooper Cup and I need him back. So uh, I need him for my turnaround. I need Austin Eckler to get back in the lineup. That would that would go a long way for me as well. And I need Kirk. Uh, sorry, Joe Burrow. To, to be good as well. But this show is not about me complaining. Okay, uh, we, we talked about it very quickly, Brandon. Uh, you are a longtime diehard Anaheim Ducks fan. Fantilli, Carlson, how shocked were you? I was shocked. There were <laughs> rumblings about it on Twitter leading up to the, the start of the draft. And I, I think you can go back and find the tweet. I said, this better be a false front because <laughs> I had fully sold myself on Adam Fantilli. And I haven't watched any Ducks preseason. I haven't watched any preseason hockey in general, but Carlson's still with the team. I doubt he'll stick. I think he'll probably get some seasoning. Um, I think he's good to go to the AHL, doesn't have to go back to Europe. But, yeah, shocked would be the the simplest way of putting it. Up next here on Sports 1440 is the lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. They'll be joined by Ian Harrison, talk some Jays as well as Bruce McCurdy. Get you set for the Oilers and Flames. And we got the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock. Uh, lots to come on the Greger Show. We'll hear from Matt Verderam, Uram Chuck, Mike Rupp, Speck, uh, Andrew Peard, and another edition of Who Is It? Right now, let's get to a Sports 1440 update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, WilhockBeefJerky.com. Thanks for tuning in. Here is Brandon. Brandon Douglas.